A World is Born by Lee Brackett, Part 5. John Moulton sat behind the untidy desk. Dio the Martian sat grimly against the wall. There was a guard beside him, watching. Malgrade noted all this as he and Ward came in, but his cynical blue eyes went beyond to a door with a ponderous combination lock. Then they were attracted by something else, the tall slim figure standing against the black quartz planes of the far wall. It was the first time he had seen Jill Moulton. She looked the perfect, sober apostle of righteousness he'd learned to mock. And then he saw the soft cluster of black curls, the curve of her throat above the dark dress, the red lips that balanced her to determined jaw, and direct gray eyes. Moulton spoke, his shaggy head hunched between his shoulders. Dio tells me that you, Gray, are not a volunteer. Tattletale, said Gray. He was gauging the distance to the hangar door, the positions of the guards, the time it would take to spin out the combination. He knew he, he couldn't do it. What were you and Ward up to when the guards came in? I couldn't sleep, said Gray amiably. He was telling me bedtime stories. Jill Moulton was lovely, he couldn't deny that. Lovely, but not soft. She gave him an idea. Moulton's jaw clamped. Cut the comedy, Gray. Are you working for Karn of Mars? Karn of Mars, chairman of the board of the Interplanetary Prison Authority. Dio had mentioned him. Gray smiled in understanding. Karn of Mars have sent him, Gray, to Mercury. Karn of Mars was helping him, though. Ward. To escape. Karn of Mars wanted Mercury for his own purposes, and he could have it. In a matter of speaking, Mr. Moulton, he said gravely, Karn of Mars is working for me. He caught Ward's sharp hits of a monstrance. Then Jill Moulton stepped forward. Perhaps he doesn't understand what he's doing, Father. Her eyes met Gray's. You want to escape, don't you? Gray studied her, grinning as the slow rose flushed her skin the corners of her mouth tightening with anger. Go on, he said. You have a nice voice. Her eyes narrowed, but she held her temper. You must know what we would mean, Gray. There are thousands of veterans in the prisons now. Their offenses are mostly trivial, but the prison authority can't let them go because they have no jobs, no homes, no money. The valleys are here are fertile. They are mines rich in copper and pitch blend. The men have a chance for a home and a job, a part in building a new world. We hope to make Mercury an independent self-governing member of the League of Worlds. With the Moultons as rulers, of course, Gray murmured. If they want us, answered Jill, deliberately missing the point. Do you think you have the right to destroy all we've worked for? Gray was silent. Rather grimly, she went on. Khan of Mars would like to give him an excuse to say that we failed, that the project is a menace to the solar system. If you try to escape, you wreck everything we've done. If you don't tell the truth, it may cost thousands of men their futures. Do you understand? Will you cooperate? Gray said evenly, I'm my own keeper now. My brother will have to take care of himself. It was ridiculously easy. She was so earnest, so close to him. He had a brief kaleidoscope of impressions. Ward's sullen bewilderment, Moulton's angry roar, Dio's jerky rise to his feet as the guards grabbed for their guns. 
Then he had his hands around her slim, firm throat, her body pressed close to his, serving as a shield against bullets. Don't be rash, he told them all quietly. I can break her neck quite easy, if I have to. Ward, unlock that door. In utter silence, Ward darted over and began to spin the dial. At last he said, okay, come on. Gray realizing that he was sweating, Jill was like warm, rigid marble in his hands. And he had another idea. I'm going to take the girl as a hostage, he announced. If I get safely away, she'll be turned loose, her health and virtue still intact. Good night. The clang of the heavy door had a comforting sound behind them.